Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Kimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. This is the choo-choo train. <laughs> choo-choo? Choo-choo. Chewing on some choo-choo. trains. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Choo. Choo-choo chibogi. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Woo-woo I almost picked that song. It's a good song. I tell you, I went down the asleep at the wheel uh, rabbit hole. Mm. And man, there is some really cool magi- musicians, magicians. They seem like magicians of the music world. There is a couple chicks in that band that are so fabulous. Don't ask their names because I, <laughs> I was going to look it up because I almost picked that song, but I ended up picking other songs. Mm. But if you want to learn anything about Asleep at the Wheel. Uh, there's some really m- magnificent musicians. Ooh. The magic of music. It's true. It's true. It is magical. Music is magical. I, I asked you, too, if you could have, like, a train car mm-hmm. that you could go into mm-hmm. to help with anxiety, mm-hmm. like, like, a train car that is anxiety-free for you, what would be in your train car that causes you to relax? Fuzzy like, blankets. Okay. A cushy place. Could be like a place to sit or a place to lay down. But okay. cushy, comfortable, soft blankets, maybe some stuffed animals, and music. And food. I like food. Comfort food. Comfort music and soft things. Hmm. That's what would be in mine. What would be in yours? Mine would have ambiance. Nice. Really cool lighting. Nice. And it would smell really good. It would have homemade bread smells and cinnamon and Mm. like Christmassy smells. And it would have tons of music always. And crafts. Lots Mm. of crafts and things. It'd have to have coloring books. Stuffed animals, soft blankets. Yeah. Mine would be a place where I could just like burrito myself into a blanket and eat and then like have music. <laughs> so, yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if everybody would have kind of a different, I guess everybody would have a different thing. Like I wouldn't want to be wet. So I wouldn't want it, like it, it's been really rainy here and we're not really used to rain. No. Like days and days of rain. And I've noticed that I really like the dry climate that we live in because I kept thinking, why am I kind of sticky? Mm-hmm. I just sweaty. feel sort of sweaty and sticky. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like super humid here now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not used to that. So I would not like that in my train car or bugs. No zero, bugs are allowed. Zero, zero bugs. No but it would have to have a, at least one little bird. I just learned to, which is sad. I wish we could uh, help the climate. It seems like our world is is not doing so well. We're not taking as good a care of Mother Nature as we, sh- we should. But I heard that there's like this virus of wild birds, which is scary. It's like it's, the scientists have never seen anything of this epic proportion before, which is unnerving nice. and i'm like a bird lover so whenever i whenever i hear birds suffering it always mm-hmm. so my train car would have the cure to this virus that's killing off all the birds so, there you go you know just might as well throw a little science in there on there this side go. yeah mine would just have whatever food i happen to want at that period in time just magically like a food vending machine mm-hmm. but that also cooks but magic yeah and it would be perfect and it would be Perfect. like the, the specific food. So if I wanted the crab rangoons from a specific Chinese restaurant, it would be those crab rangoons. Yeah. It wouldn't At the be, right temperature. Yeah. It wouldn't be like um, mom cold. No. Her and I both know food that being moms. Yeah. You really don't want cold food after you've raised kids. You're just kind of done with cold food, aren't you? See, I'm in the state of acceptance Oh. I'm sure it after comes she, later. It, it comes later because right now I'm just like, oh, is it half cold? Yeah, whatever. So yeah. I'm I'm in the state of acceptance, but I'm sure after a couple of years of this, 
I will be more sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. I take the time to nuke it. I got to warm it up. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not eating this cold. No, no, no. Done that so many years with two kids. Yeah. And see, that's why. I'm in the phase of acceptance where I'm just like, eh, all right. See, my mom was the same way, too. After we were grown, she was just like, I'm not eating cold food. I've eaten cold food through, you know, all these children. I am not going to do it again. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. She was so done. I feel like that's also why I eat really fast, too. Mm, You don't want it to cool down? Yeah. Yeah. Eat it while it's hot. That's right. Choo choo trains. Trains. <laughs> you want to hear some cool old train names? Absolutely. Go I guess train, they love to, they always name trains. Mm-hmm. They just do. They, they do have numbers, but who remembers numbers? No one. No one. But names, names are easy to remember. Mm. So some old train names are Rip Van Winkle. Cute. Like, I don't know if I'd want to go on a train that's named Rip Van Winkle. Is it? Take a long time to get where you're going. Mm. You know, you you age like multiple years because it's a slow train. I don't know. Uh, there's Rockingham Racer. That's that cute. was kind of cute. That is cute. And White Light Limited. Nice tuxedo. I there like it. Tuxedo. That's cute. Is that a fancy train? It's probably black and white. Maybe. Mm, that's really cool. Flexed tuxedo. Yeah. Uh, Red Knight. Like the knight in shining mm-hmm. armor. Yeah. Um, overnight Denverite, which I thought <laughs> was clever. I like that, that one. clever. Uh, Chickasaw, Bat, B-A-T, oh, Bat, cool. and Buffalo Bill, and Big Boy. My only question is, is it a baseball bat or is it a flying bat? I don't know. I think you'd have to look at the train car. Mm. Does it have a picture of a baseball bat? Most likely not. It's usually or, just the name. Uh-huh. I don't know how to... How do bats make? Yeah. Oh yeah, they they kind of yeah yeah yeah. That's bad. Yeah, they eek. They don't aw. No, <laughs> they eek. They don't aw. <laughs> they eek. I was thinking, uh, Bela Lugosi, the bat didn't. It, yeah, yeah. That that bat is so comical. It's hilarious. You can see the but it's Yes, the giant bat, and you can see he the strings. definitely does eek. So. It's true. Yeah. Well, speaking of train names. <laughs> I'm going to pick my first song. Oh, okay. So the first song I picked is The City of New Orleans by Arlo Guthrie. Nice. Which is not about the city of New Orleans. It's about the train mm. named The City of New Orleans. Nice. There and you go. Isn't that magical how it just like goes right does. into that? And like a train car on if a you track. know anything about Arlo Guthrie, his dad was Woody Guthrie, mm-hmm. the famous musician... From back in the olden days. Yes. For those who don't know who Woody Guthrie is, he wrote the song, This Land is Your Land. Yeah. The American He's a protester. Song. Protester. But he would hop on trains and travel by train hopping mm-hmm. all the way across the states. And I actually have his book. I've read about half of it. It's super fascinating. Because he just talks about all the people that he met. And he would just travel with his guitar and just hop from train to train and meet people and go places. And is that not like the coolest thing ever? Oh, yeah. Of course, this was during like the 30s, too. Well, like hobos would would mm-hmm. have, um, there would be places that were marked mm-hmm. where they knew they could get food. They could like, shelter, get clothing or whatever. And actually, my grandmother's house was actually marked. And she would feed anybody that would come knocking on the door. If they had a hole in their pants or their shirt or something, she would sit there and darn them while they had a meal and then send them on their way. So, Such an interesting time in history. And so, this is The City of New Orleans by Arlo Guthrie.
The City of New Orleans by Arlo Guthrie. I love Arlo Guthrie so much. I love New Orleans so much. I love New Orleans. <laughs> it's like two of my favorite things, Arlo yes. Guthrie and New Orleans. Yep. Just, ah, such a good song. It is. He's always been one of my absolute favorites. He's a just love that little human being. His sense of humor is just spectacular <laughs> to me. Yeah. It's just so dry but ironic and... He's got great timing. Too. It's so clever. Yeah. It's so clever. Yeah. I mean, Alice's restaurant. <laughs> Alice's restaurant. Oh, that was classic. Mm. <laughs> when I met my best friend, Salem, for whatever reason, Alice's restaurant came up in conversation. And she's one of the only people my age that knows what that is. Mm -hmm. So I knew we would be best friends for life. Yeah. And then when I met Bailey... He's also one of the only people I've ever met who knew what Alice's restaurant was and he knew the point. I love the point. Because he almost named Nielsen. his he almost named his dog Arrow. Aww. After me and my arrow. Yes. And that was how I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> Nielsen has, he has a good taste. Place in my heart. He's mm -hmm. one of my favorite singers. But yeah. Not many people my age know Arlo Guthrie, but I highly recommend Arlo Guthrie. Woody, and Nielsen. Woody Guthrie, too. Woody Guthrie has some really, oh, yeah. really good protest songs. Same with Pete Seeger, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Am I picking my song now? Totally up to you. Let's pick one. I'll pick Last Train to Clarksville by The Monkees. Mm. It's actually written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart, which is these two songwriters that I always loved, and I... I acquired a Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart album without an album cover. Don't ask me how. Mm. Uh, Sometimes these things just happen. But I loved that record and ended up just getting some obscure record cover and put it around it. But uh, yeah, so I always had a soft spot for those two. Um, this came out in 1966 wow. and sang by the Monkees. Oh. <laughs> The monkeys. <laughs> not the monkeys. Not, not the monkeys. But. Pronounced monkeys, but spelled like monkeys. Go. Last Train to Clarksville by the Monkees, written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. Ah. I love the Monkees. Every time I listen to the Monkees, I want to watch the TV show. It was so cute. So funny. So For those of you we who don't it. know, back in the 60s, the Monkees had their own TV show about the many misadventures of their band. And it was fantastic. It was funny. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh. Television from the 60s was just so good. I mean, you had Adam West Batman. We had some crazy stuff. You had some really good stuff. You had Gilligan's Island. Mm -hmm. Did they ever get off that island? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth, I don't know. They only went for a three-hour tour. How did it go so wrong? I don't, I don't know. You know, those storms just come out of nowhere. They just come out of nowhere. But, I mean... Oh, yeah, the yeah. Monkees TV show was just so good. And then it makes me think of the Beatles, and then I want to watch the Beatles movies. Well, Big Time Rush had a kind of a similar thing. Big Time Rush's show 100% reminded me and my lovely mother of the Monkees show. Yes. So if you watch the Big Time Rush TV show in, like, the 2000s, watch the Monkees, and it's the same thing. They have the same, like cornball scooby-doo chase scenes and everything mm -hmm. it's amazing yes throw in some good music in there it's well, perfect you have to have music during the running slash chase chase scenes right if we learned anything from scooby-doo you gotta have good music during mm -hmm. the chase scenes fills in those gaps it does it really helps. when you have 
We don't have move a whole lot of dialogue. <laughs> Help me move it along a little bit. Yes. Mm. Uh, Those so, were the days. So nostalgic. Well, speaking of nostalgia, mm. I guess, <laughs> uh, is train facts. I'll tell you some train facts. Ooh. Why not? The word train comes from a French verb, which means to draw or drag. Early trains once relied on gravity and rope for motion. Oh, boy, that that was a slow train. Mm. Rough. So you had to pull it up the hill and then let it just, like, go. Go. I'm not sure. I guess you had a rope at the back end. That took a lot of... A lot of elbow grease to stop that. I guess you wouldn't release it that fast. I'm sure they had some sort of mechanism. You know, I didn't go down that rabbit hole. A lot of these you'll have to look up if you really want to know all the details. It gets very technical. Yeah, I didn't want to get boring. Boring, boring, boring. So, not that. Uh, Some trains have a second locomotive which pushes the train forward from the back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, here we have a lot of trains that go through the towns. Yes. Our town and the town nearby. So you see it a lot. I'm like trying to drive through town. I get stopped by a train and, you know, you sit there for five, ten minutes and do do do. We hear trains every day. Always. Always. So uh, trains have always been a big part of me growing up because the. as a cha- as a youngster, I grew up in uh, Wyoming. Trains there. And <laughs> moved here. Trains, trains here. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd like a train right in my backyard. Oh, that'd because be they're really loud, and we're just a, we're not really that far away from it, though, if we mm-hmm. think about it. But they get loud. But they're I sleep right through loud. it. I'm so used to hearing them. Yeah. But I can imagine someone who's visiting and is not used to trains would definitely wake up, especially because they'll just, like, blow that whistle, blow that whistle, oh, blow, blow, gosh. blow that whistle. <laughs> yes. Stop. Stop. I get it. But they have to blow it so many times. Mm-hmm. There's there's a regulation that they have to, especially at night. Yes. You know, they have to make sure no one's on the tracks. So. I want to know something really weird. What? It's slightly morbid. Sure. Keep it G. Keep it G. It's G. It's okay. just slightly morbid. Okay. In my life, at 27 years old, I have known two people who, no, three people that have been run over by trains. You never mess with trains. And I don't know that many people. I'm not that old. I know. And I know two of those people personally died. Yes. Oh. Two people that I've known personally. Well, not like personally, personally, but like in passing kind of. One girl I went to school with and another guy frequented the liquor store I worked at. So that one wasn't nice. that surprising. But yeah. yeah, I was like, that's weird. I've known two people who've died by train. Yeah, I would never get near when they put those little in the 2020s. Uh, when they put those bars down. Yeah, you don't that's want to get it. Right? Boy, that's definitely. And I would never try to outrun a train. <sighs> people in a car. <laughs> I just wouldn't. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's not a good idea. No. So the first travel agency started thanks to a train trip hmm. Hmm. and the founder of it was thomas cook cool there was i don't know the full details but there was like some big thing going on and thomas cook figured out how to get these people here and made a schedule and actually provided food for everybody to go to this big organization and everybody's like boy you're really good at that and he's like hey I might capitalize on this. And sure enough, it was Thomas Cook and Sons back in 1873. You want to know a really fun fact? What? Majority of the railroads in the West, I've probably mentioned this before, but we're going to mention it again because why not? The majority of the railroads in the West, along with Highway 66, Route 66, which Mm -hmm. is famous, Mm -hmm. was all routed by camel. Hmm. Crazy, huh? Those those little camels. Yeah. Don't get too close. The U.S. had they a... They will spit in your eye. eye. They will spit. The U.S. had a division, eye. a camel division, 
and they use camels to map out a good portion of the highway systems and the railroads. Nice. Back in the 1800s. Hmm. Little known fact. Yeah. They imported a bunch of camels. Well, I also read, too, that uh, world wars would not have gone on as long if it was, if, you know, trains made them last longer because they could get supplies to people mm. faster and, and yeah. Yeah. So there's all that. Um, modern bullet trains can now travel more than 300 miles per hour. Oh, my stars. That is so fast. I don't know why, but it, I was, I'm sure they're smooth, but... Just the thought of moving that extreme makes me nauseous. Quickly would not sound. It doesn't sound like fun to me. I would rather a train move slower so I can enjoy looking out because I would look out. I mean, however, when you're driving in a car, you're going like ah, 60, 70 miles per hour. And you don't really notice it because you're just chilling. That's true. So... As long as it doesn't like go really fast right away, I'm sure it creeps up to it. Yeah. You might not notice it, but you might not. I, I'm not sure. The thought of it does make me feel slightly queasy. Have you ever been on a? Well, you have been on just like little trains. Yeah, like a little steam train. You've never been on a long train ride. Mm. I, I never have. When I went to the Black Hills, we there's a train up there, and that was about like an hour train mm-hmm. ride. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. I cannot, yeah. for the life of me, remember what the train was called or where exactly it was, because I was like 15 at the time. Yeah. So, but that was fun, aside from yeah. the fact that the seats were all wood, so. Mm, not the most comfortable. Yeah. The first American locomotive lost to a horse, <laughs> but it was because of a broken belt. So I was oh. like, what's the real story here? Mm-hmm. Mm, a belt on the train broke. And that that way that horse and buggy could yeah, surpass it. So interesting. The magnetic levitation train is currently the fastest train in the world. The fastest commercial magnetic levitation train is found in China. Wow. And Japanese trains are always punctual. That's impressive. And if they're even like, if they happen to be even like five minutes late, they will go through and personally um, apologize to everybody on there. Yeah. They take pride in their punctuality. So right on. (laughs) I bet you it's not easy too. Well, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of factors. The first underground railway was established in Europe. Well, speaking of Europe. Yes. I'm going to pick my next song. Oh, okay. A little segue. Let's do it. Into my next song, which, granted, I know I picked a song by this group a couple weeks ago. Okay. But I'm going to pick another song by this group this week. Okay. Why? Because it is one of my all-time favorite bands in that band. Is The Clash. It's one of my favorite bands. You know this. We know this. Everybody knows this. <laughs> it's Joe. It's Joe Strummer, man. So I picked Train in Vain by The Clash. Although this song is not sung by Joe Strummer. Oh. This song is sung by Mick Jones. Okay. Which is kind of funny, though, because once you learn about The Clash, all the songs that are about relationship troubles were written by Mick Jones. All the political songs were written by Joe Strummer. <laughs> it's yeah, just kind of funny. Someone had to do it. <laughs> and so this is "Train in Vain" by The Clash. Okay.
Train in Vain by The Clash Ooh. off of London Calling, which came out in 1979. Love that album. Is one of my favorite. It's, it's the best Clash it's album. Iconic. I will argue anybody, it is the best Clash album. Yes. Self-titled is really good, but London Calling is just masterpiece. It was also the first double album. And they did that specifically to where you could get twice as much music for the same price as a regular album. Because, yeah, The Clash! They're for the poor. For the people! By the people! You gotta love The Clash. And, so London Calling came out in 1979, but it came out in December of 1979. So... A lot of times it is titled as one of the best albums of 1980. Okay. Technically, it came out in 79. Hmm. That is a thing. Let you know now. There you go. She's just an encyclopedia of knowledge. <laughs> when it comes to the clash, I am. It's a <laughs> just random. Yeah. I'm very smart in things that I like and in things that I don't really like. Kind of dumb. They just have surface knowledge of things. <laughs> a bunch of things. Yes. A whole sea of things, but I'm trying to think if I have anything real in depth of anything. Probably not so That's much. the ADHD. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll pick my song then. Go for it. Now, mine doesn't have anything to do with trains or anything. That's okay, too. <laughs> but I really like this song, and it just came out. And it's called Good Enough by Extenary Heroes. Yeah, they're doing some stuff. I haven't been keeping up with they them, just, and I feel bad. I wish they'd get more PR. You know, they just really don't get that much. They don't. You know, I I think we could manage them better. Can I just say that? Yeah, just. You could definitely say that. Because they're a wonderful band, and I love their sound, they're and so I, I love their look and their ideas mm-hmm. uh, for music videos and everything. But. I feel like they don't get the recognition that they deserve. So maybe going forward now with new music and everything, I'm going to, I'm going to keep clicking this song. So they get a lot of likes, but I picked good enough by extraordinary heroes. Go. Enough by Extenary Heroes. It just came out like a day ago, two days ago, day ago. I want to say a day ago. I did see one of their physical albums and it took all of my strength to not buy it. I'm trying to exercise restraint. They just have epic voices. Now that my K pop shelf has grown it, it's substantially a bit. there is some serious weight there's three shelves now yes it started as one it's just i it's, told her i said you realize that shelf is bowing now oh, goes, yeah. i removed some of the weight off of it and i'm like mm, yeah. might have to remove a little bit more yeah so i i i was strong and i did not impulse buy so I'm proud of I was myself. Say, well, your birthday is still six a months few away. Two months away. Seven months away. <laughs> so yeah. So it's okay. I buy myself presents. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> Somebody's got to do Somebody's it. Somebody's got to do it. Anyway, I really like that song. They usually their songs are faster, but what a beautiful soft song. I I liked it a lot. I really like Exonary Heroes, and again, I feel a little bad because I feel like I haven't quite been keeping up with them as much as I would like. There's just so, so much K-pop, so little time, you know what I mean? But I do really like Exonary Heroes. Mm -hmm. Me too. I don't know the members that well. I don't either. I know uh, some of their faces, but I don't know their names. I was learning some of their names. I don't know names. I was learning some of their names and then I got distracted by either Stray Kids or ATs. There's like another group that kind of like 
took me away while I was like learning Xenary Heroes. Hmm. But I still really enjoy Xenary Heroes a lot. Yeah. More train facts? More train facts. Let's go. Or do you want a joke? Let's do a couple jokes. Okay. Just to break it up a little bit. Break it up a little bit. What do you call a train with a cold? An achoo? Choo? Train? Right. Achoo! (laughs) Choo train. Oh! You gotta do it with a achoo! Ah! Like one of those. How do locomotives hear? How? Through their engine ears. (laughs) Engine ears. <laughs> Australia has the straightest railway path in the world. It's because Australia is huge, but yes. And Australia has the heaviest train in the world. Oh, I didn't write down how heavy. Uh, numbers. It's like the equivalent to, I don't know how many elephants, but a lot. Well, and it also <laughs> depends on what measurement system you're using for weight and all of that jazz. Mm, so, yeah. It's heavy. We'll just say that. It's heavy. If it's the heaviest, it's heavy. Is it? The first American train came from England. That's not surprising. Yeah. I didn't think so either. Almost (laughs) all of the first American things came from England. Unless we're talking Native American things, but yeah. So, um, according to some estimates, between... 1810 and 1850, 1850, the Underground Railroad helped to save 100,000 enslaved peeps from free to freedom. And I can't speak. So read your own handwriting, apparently. 100,000. That's pretty cool. That is a lot. And, you know, everybody's heard of Harriet Tubman. Mm -hmm. She was the main conductor. On that train, and they called her Moses. She was the go-to gal. She was so awesome. Oh, yeah. Yes. Let her peeps to freedom. Yeah. There's an album when I was a kid that I really, really loved. Um, If you guys ever listen to it, it's it's wonderful. It's called Freedom Suite. Um, It's by The Rascals. Um, They did the one, It's a Beautiful Morning. They're that song. but they have some songs on there about a train to freedom and just, you know, people all in the world just want to be free. And I loved it. Loved it. I have a, that uh, that charity heart that I want to save everybody. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to be happy and fed and clothed and sheltered. Mm-hmm. And one day I'll be able to help millions. So me and Harriet, we'd be besties. <laughs> Oh, and I finished the um, the K drama. I hear your voice it was really, really good. It yeah, was 18, 18 episodes, so it took me a little while, but yeah, that was good. And I'm still watching Falling Into Your Smile, the C drama. Nice. So, yeah. And the only last fact I just kind of did because I wanted to do the Underground Railroad, and then one of my favorite uh, shows was called Soul Train. Mm. And I didn't realize it was on for so long. So it, it was an American like musical variety TV show, just like American Bandstand. Um, but it aired locally on WCIU TV in Chicago, Illinois for a year. And then it aired in syndication from 1971 to 2006. Oh, my stars. How cool is that? But I always watch that. I, I watched American Bandstand, then I watched Soul Train. So, yay, Soul Train. You're a music junkie. You got to get your I, fix somehow. I tell you, I'm so bad. <laughs> We're so good. We're so bad. I don't, it's both. I guess it depends on your point of view. Yes. My mom was like, you know, that's so bad. <laughs> you know, you need to involve yourself in other things. Because I would spend every dime I could find on music. And she's like, now you need to buy clothes. Now you need to buy, you know. I'll wear a, a record sleeve. <laughs> I understand. No, music was more important to me than than uh, food and, well, maybe not food. Close. Very close. More, more important than clothing or saving for anything else. Same. So, Still yeah. is for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. But so good. 
Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of music, I'm going to pick my last song. You better do it. How much I love music. Let's go. And this what is a is song it? by one of my longtime loves. We got you got Joe Strummer. That's a longtime love of mine. This is my other one, Brian Setzer. Yes, I love Brian Setzer. He's amazing. I love the Stray Cats. When I first heard the Stray Cats, I loved them. They were my introduction into rockabilly. I love rockabilly. I love fifties music. All of that jazz, and then of course. Brian Setzer went on to do the Brian Setzer Orchestra, which is his big band project, which is so good. If you get a chance to see Brian Setzer Orchestra, do it. Just do it. Doesn't matter if it's Christmas. Doesn't matter if it's regular. It's a good time. Well, when you guys came out, that was exercising that one time and you had had a guitar hero Mm -hmm. and you said, I love this band, the Stray Cats. I was like, oh, I teared up a little bit. I raised them well. I thought it was so funny because we got Guitar Hero for the Nintendo DS. And there was a ton of old music on there. And Stray Cat Strut was on there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, played it a bunch of times. And I'm like, man, you know, this song is so good. And just visiting with my mom, I was like, hey, this song by the Stray Cats is really cool. And you were like, hold hold on, (laughs) hold on. And then you pulled out your Stray Cats vinyl, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. I've loved Brian ever since. Yeah. I have a deep love for Brian Setzer. And well, so, I always love Rockabilly, too. I love Rockabilly so much. I was that one kid that liked everything and mm. had a lot of friends that did not yeah. listen to three-fourths of what I listened to. So, I know that feeling. Yeah. I, I am that person. Well, one thing I like is I could probably find something in my collection for everybody. Mm-hmm. At least something that they could they could get into listening to. Something for everybody. Well, and on the uh, flip side of that, too, I can get into and appreciate music that anybody likes. If someone likes one genre, I can find music in that genre that I like. Mm-hmm. And there's a good chance rare. that I do like something in that genre. So I think it's pretty rare. I can jive with anybody. I've been alive for a while. Mm-hmm. But you don't meet that many people no. that have that vast array of taste. It's true. I've only met actually one person who has a record collection that's just ginormous. And that was a friend of your dad. Hmm. But now if I would have kept all the records that I had to part with i'm afraid that we'd probably have to move it'd be a museum records are heavy i'm just gonna say that records they take up a lot of space they don't think that they take up a lot of space but they do even though they're thin they're heavy you you get a lot on a shelf very heavy they're very heavy you want to be really careful with them exactly i want to drop them so anyways the song I picked is Trouble Train by the Brian Setzer Orchestra off of the album Songs from Lonely Avenue, which if you are a fan of Brian Setzer, you know that man has a gajillion albums. There's so many. There's still some I don't have. Yeah, He's a music man. I <sighs> love it. Trouble Train by the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Trouble Train by the Brian Setzer Orchestra. What year did that come out? Any clue? I think it was like 2007, 2009. Yeah. It's so good. It's just... Well, the, we both seen him in concert. The yeah. way he plays guitar is just phenomenal. He makes that thing sing. Ugh. Yeah. 
he just radiates happiness when he plays. If you ever get a chance to see him, go. He'll make you just so happy by the time you leave. There's just certain musicians that just, they just radiate happiness when they play. Mm-hmm. You can tell he is in his element whenever he plays. He's the happiest. And I'm so glad that he has a wife that, that backup sings. and mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and his son is his guitar tech. Yeah. And plays with him sometimes. And I'm like, it's so cute. Yeah. yeah. But, always, uh, always loved him. Also, always. side note, random fact. And when I found this out, I was so happy because I'm a big Brian Setzer fan. But I'm also a punk kid. Brian Setzer is really good friends with Mike Ness from Social Distortion. <laughs> no, I was just going to say. And it geeks me Mike out Ness. so hard. <laughs> We love bikeness. <laughs> I love social distortion. And I love Brian. So them being friends just geeks me out. But I'm like, oh, of course. They both love rockabilly. Yes. You know, they both love classic cars. Mm. They both play guitar. I mean, you know, yeah. that's like best friend material right there. Totally. Mm-hmm. By picking my song. If you want to. You can do whatever you want to. But it is your turn. Well. To do something. Let's do two jokes first. Let's go we'll on. Save the, I, I got five jokes this time. So, what do you give a locomotive engineer for Christmas? What? Platform shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you trust a train? Why? Because it has locomotives. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Is that like crazy train? You know, I almost crazy. picked crazy train. <laughs> crazy train, but I'm like, that would be too obvious. That I thought that would be too obvious. Yeah. I went with the clash instead because I mean, if anybody is up against the clash, the clash is going to win. It's just a fact about me. That's just my opinion. Well, I'm going to pick my last song. Pick your last song. It was hard. There was a lot of songs that I almost picked. Me too. I almost picked this Japanese band too, the Fantastics. Um, but I ended up going uh, with Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and the Pips. And it came out in 1973. Ooh. We got all the classics this time. Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and the Pips. Mm. That's the coolest band. It really is because they're just a family band. And I, I I found this out years ago, but I, I didn't know that. I figured they were just backup singing guys and everything. But no, it's like it was her brother, Bubba, and he's like 80 now. Aww. She's 78 and her birthday's right next door to mine. So she's made, made 28th. So she's going to have a birthday here. She'll... I'll turn 59. She turns 79. Wow. I always loved her voice. But they've got, like, their cousin. Oh, his nickname was Pip, and that's where the, and he was their manager. He became the manager, and so that's when they became the Pips, which it, it's so cool. So they have they have cousins in there and, and everything. And uh, they always call her Mama Knight, the mom. Mm-hmm. She was really spiritual, and she always said, you know, if you put God first, everything else will fall in place. And, like, one of their cousins was good with fashion, one was good with the choreography, and just all together, they made this stellar band, which I love. always loved them. Always, always, always. So, yeah, they're my favorite songs. Oh, sorry. No worries. They're definitely one of those families where music is in the blood. Yes. Is in the blood. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say that's true for your side of the family. Yes. And it has trickled down to myself and Jen. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 
Because I don't think dad's family was very musically inclined. No. Like at all. No. There's just, there was just nothing there. Well, and, and his dad's religion to, uh, didn't uh, believe in like instruments. Uh, you had to make music from your voice and that was it. Anything else was, I'm not sure. I, I don't know the details of it. Mm-hmm. So if you were raised without instruments, yeah. you probably wouldn't really go. I, I would assume. I'm just assuming, but um, yeah, not so much. Now, my folks both always listen to music all the time. Lots of they, music. they did not agree on their on music the genre, taste. But right. My dad was total jazz, and my mom could not stand jazz, which was sad because he had some really great <clears throat> music, but he had his own stereo in the basement. <laughs> you stay down in the basement. But she listened to a lot of other things and, uh, she liked like current things, mm-hmm. mostly like easy listening. Yeah, it's so, just but. one of those things where I'm just like, "Yep, music is definitely in the blood in that family," you oh, know. Yeah. And, and and my dad's side had a lot of musicians, a lot of drummers, and yeah. Yes. So all of us, all all of the siblings, um, we all had a love for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two musician brothers and. My sister still loves music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. So, last joke. Last joke about wraps it up. Let's go. Okay. It's a knock knock joke. Oh, yes. Are you ready for a knock knock joke? I'm always ready for a knock knock joke. Okay. Knock knock. Who's there? Alpaca. Alpaca who? Alpaca the suitcase. You see what time the train leaves. Because the suitcase. (laughs) The one thing that made me laugh so hysterically was hearing Jin from BTS try to say alpaca parka. And it's still, I watch that. If I ever feel sad or blue, I watch Jin trying to say alpaca parka, alpaca parka, alpaca parka, alpaca parka. So cute. Yes. So cute. I miss you, Jin. I miss you too. I miss J-Hope, too. I miss Ravi. <laughs> I miss all our boys. You guys stay strong. Now, now Kai's going in. Yep. Yeah, Kai just left. Yep. Well, get it done, guys. Get it done so we can come back. Do music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Ah, we've been doing birthday. Birthday, birthday, mm-hmm. birthday. Speaking of birthday weekend. Birthdays. Her daughter just had her eighth birthday. Yay. Yes. I wasn't thinking about my daughter. I was thinking about <laughs> well, her boyfriend's birthday was the day before her daughter's. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Who else had a birthday? Say Kim Soon-ho and Moon Seun. Yes. From two days, one night. Mm-hmm. I love that show. And anybody else out there who's having a birthday, happy yes. birthday. And anybody else's who's we forgot because there's a lot of birthdays. So. Well, we were talking about why is the birthday song so hard to sing? So Everybody sing. just kind of starts out on their own like pitch. Or, and then yeah. he kind of yeah. wobbles. Yeah. No, we sang it to her and I recorded it. Oh, no. And, Why did you do that? But we sang it like super slow. I don't know if you noticed that the tempo of the birthday song that we sang to to Roz was like really slow. And all I kept thinking about was the Polar Express movie. Since we were doing trains. But do you remember when, uh, I think it's Santa Claus is coming to... Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And it gets real slow and luggy. And it's just like, bleh. Well, I think that's what went through my mind. Part of it was because I was trying to start out slow so you could join in. So I was like, okay, I'll start out and then you can harmonize and we can like do this thing. But then it just, it just went downhill from it there. Just the birthday song same. always falls apart. It always <laughs> falls apart. <laughs> I usually just end up making it comical on purpose and singing bad on purpose because yeah. there's no other way to do it. I always add little things in there. Well, yeah, you yeah. got Because it just kind of lulls. Takes away so. from how awful the birthday song is. Yes, yes. And you ever notice the birthday person wants to sing, 
But then they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I guess it's to me, so, so I, shouldn't, I sing. shouldn't sing. So they always sit there kind of awkwardly. Yeah. But Rosie was just looking at us going, okay, it's taking really <laughs> long. <laughs> yeah. And then she blew the candle out super fast. And I was like, did you did you even make a wish? Uh, yeah, yeah, I made a wish. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess with that long version of the song, she probably had a lot of birthday mm-hmm. wishes that she made. Anyway, Polar Express, another great Christmas movie about trains. So what are we talking about next week? We're talking about shoes. It's about, it goes from choo-choos to To shoo-shoes. The answer is shoes. The answer always is shoes. Always. Shoes makes everything better. It does. I love shoes. You know, I never go walk around the house without shoes. I, I just don't. Now, when I was a kid, you couldn't keep shoes on me. But now that I'm older, I always have shoes on. But the other day, I was like, I'm just going to walk around barefoot, right? Just for fun. I should. You know, once in a while, you should just take off your shoes. And I stubbed my toe so, so hard that I bawled. And I'm like, that's why I wear shoes all the time. Yeah, it's not safe. For me to walk around without shoes. Just saying. Fair enough. Shoes save toes. More on that next week. (laughs) This has been the Kimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. You guys take care. I love you, keys. Goodbye. Sleep. Eat. Wash your hands. Be healthy. Be healthy. Be kind to one another, you guys, because we love all of you. Take care.